What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. My name is Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards. I have a podcast about collecting sports cards. And you know what? I think this is the best escape known to mankind. Who cares about your life's stresses? Who cares about your life's priorities? Who cares about the bills? Who cares about all those things that are weighing you down, man? Those are all a drag. You know what isn't a drag? It is taking a step back, digging in, and exploring the things that we love. And those are sports cards and the community around it. And so what we're doing on here is we're getting excited for a little bit of time. And we're talking about what we're doing, how we're doing it, and all the good things in between. And I want to thank the official data sponsor for the Stacking Slabs podcast. That is my friends at Card Ladder. Shout out to them. I have been spending so much time digging into data for exclusive episodes for the Patreon group. Shout out to the Patreon group. If you're looking for um, more content, if you're looking for um, just a way to connect with a new group of people and some other freaking cool services along the way, I will admit, check out that group. There's a link in the show notes. But I've been digging in. I've been creating content like a freaking madman. I'm telling you what, I'm not stopping. Go ask any of those people who are in that group. I am going deep. I'm going wide. And I'm digging into specific topics. And Card Ladder is helping me do that. Um, I think we released a few things this week in that group. What really happened in 2021? And that is a freaking topic that I am exploring. I'm tired of just saying, you know what? Like people got excited, people overhyped stuff and everyone overpaid. Like there's more to that story. So I'm digging into the data. I'm creating content around that. I'm bringing in people to talk about it. That's the thread you're interested in. There's stuff I'm doing over there. I think one of the other topics is just auction thoughts. What's happening with auctions? And it's not specifically like, hey, go check out these big cards that no one can freaking afford but 1%. It is the trickle-down effect of those things. Another topic, starting a new player PC and why? And did I just start a new player PC? So gathering those raw thoughts in real time. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about that. But one of the broader topics that I'm digging into the data and creating content on is... The quantity of individual sales and the impact of card prices. We see the same damn cards over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, over again. And you see the prices sell and then go down, 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 down. And so what I'm digging into is the the impact of the rate that those cards come to market and how that negatively impacts the prices. So we're digging in. And you know what? I would not be able to do any of this stuff without digging into card ladder. So shout out to them, their team, and that tool. As I'm recording this, my whole family's asleep. I got the monitor over here. My toddler's actually rolling around. So who knows? I might have to pause this and go get her and throw on um, Toy Story 1, 2, 3, or 4. We're digging into the all of those. I've seen them on repeat, but you know what? I'm 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 about Toy Story. I'm I'm into it. Finally we're reaching the level of something that I can sink my teeth in. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I had not seen the close of three uh, in a long time. And there was a tear in my eye when three went on. And so now I'm psychoanalyzing uh, what's going to happen in five, um, which I think I looked, it comes out in 2027, 2028. My perspective, I think we're going to get a little uh, story of Andy's dad. That is a mystery that we have not dug into. And I've got my theories and I've got my speculations on all of that. There are some Easter eggs dropped along the way 
throughout all four of those episodes if you're really paying attention. But this isn't a podcast about Toy Story. It can be. Should I start a Toy Story podcast? That might be fun. I've got a lot to talk about because a lot of things are circling on in my head. But I can tell you this, as I'm recording this, family's asleep. Toy Story's just around the corner. Super Bowl hasn't happened yet. By the time this goes live, it will have happened and it will have happened. We'll have some days to think about it. What I can tell you this is that we'll be talking about it and publishing content on this feed and likely in the Patreon group and just the impact. And I think after the Super Bowl, it's always a good time to look at what is truly happening with the market and with prices and what cards are going up and mostly cards that are going down because we get the market flooded. And it's just so interesting with these big events and the impact of big events and how once the dust settles, we start to kind of get that hype machine going and cards prices go up because narrative goes up. And so I think it's just something to pay attention to. The NFL has certainly turned into a year round sport. We've got draft, the combine draft, OTAs, free agency, all these things that kind of build up over a course of the season. And before you know it, we will be right back in training camp. I know I will miss football. Um, It is uh, near and dear to my heart. I'm sure near and dear to your heart. What I am excited about is my city hosting the All-Star Game this week. I am pumped. I think we are such a great host city, and I hope everyone who's coming into town is excited. I'm going to be digging in. I'm going to go on Saturday. There's uh, some sort of fast thing at the convention center. I bought a ticket. I'm going to go check it out. I'm curious. I'm interested if cards are going to have a presence. Is there going to be is Panini going to be there? Is Fanatics going to be there? What What are we looking at? And I just think that's cool. And if you actually, if you are listening to this episode and you are going to the All-Star Game and you are going to be in town and you work for one of those manufacturers, uh, hit me up. Let me know what you're doing. Um, I'm curious. I would like to stop by. I'd like to see what was, was going on. And as a marketing guy, I like to see how these types of companies are representing themselves. But what's fun For me as a fan, especially as a Halliburton fan, it is fun that my city has draped itself uh, around the All-Star game. And then more more importantly to me, we're featuring our All-Star, and that's Tyrese Halliburton. So if you're coming into town, hopefully you have a good time. If you need some uh, recommendations on places to eat, hit me up. I just had a ridiculous meal at Boca. Shout out Boca, local restaurant right down the street from me, some Italian Oh boy, pasta. I've been eating like a freaking beast. Why not? It is the Super Bowl season, 10,000 calories or bust. I am curious if we are entering in the gimmick generation of collecting. Are we entering in an era where props are the tools used to suck in the periphery and then individuals inside are using those gimmicks to help hype up everything else that is going on with sports cards. I am not declaring, I am asking, are we entering the gimmick generation of collecting? My mindset on this has it's something I wasn't expecting to think and talk about, but I here I am, and I'm thinking and talking about it more and more. And I think most of it starts from my own personal use case because I like to talk about what's going on through my own personal use case. And that's when I started to 
dip my toe into post player collecting a little bit. And I was there for a minute and then dip my toe back out. And part of this is, I think we talk about influence and influence being such a negative term in the hobby. Well, I think influence can be a positive term and we're all influenced by certain people, factors and things in life. But when I got down on this thread of post-playing day stuff, one of the things that stuck out to me like a sore thumb and caused me to maybe take a step back is this idea that when you enter into collecting post-playing day stuff, what you're essentially doing is you're saying to the manufacturer that it is okay and it is all right that you keep putting these players out in these sets over a long period of time to try to get us in and to try to satisfy a wide ranging audience. And I'm not saying it post playing days cards don't have a place. I certainly am not saying that I am saying post playing day cards. It's it's I struggle for it to have a place when it becomes the feature, when it becomes the feature, when it becomes the chase card. When it is obvious that not a one of one super fractor base card of an active player isn't driving the set and the value, but it's something that wouldn't be there unless the manufacturer said, you know what, we're going to create this card to drive up interest. I think multiple segments of our hobby are reacting differently to this gimmick generation of collecting that I think we might be entering in. I think one of the most important things we can do as collectors or whatever you call yourself in this space is to understand that if you're looking at the hobby as a whole and one one big group of people, you're probably not doing it right because the interest in the segments that make up this massive a hobby that we all know and love are very, very different. And it is a melting pot and it is good to have different interests. But what is not good is that when one group of people with specific interests is so loud and is overtaking everything. So if you have a gimmick generation of collecting cards and you have a group of people that are very, very loud and they're saying the gimmick generation is the way to go. And of course, they're not going to say that, but they're just going to show their support by getting on their lives, creating the reels, and just talking about how great certain things in the hobby are are, and how the manufacturers are phenomenal and what they're doing is great. Because there's interest, there's invested interest in certain groups of people to prop up what is happening from the manufacturers, regardless of if it sucks or not. Just pay attention. Open your eyes. All you have to do is segment the groups and start understanding. And I think the multiple audience segments reacting completely differently to this is a sign that, you know what, something might be going on. So you have a group of people that are maybe quote-unquote Uh, influencers. And my question on this, influencers to who? Influencers to groups of people who are followers, who are the people that are in the background watching on YouTube, following those accounts. Who are those people? I don't know. We can get into the demographic of it all, but the influencers, man, they're, they're not speaking out about the 
gimmick generation of cards because they need to show their support. They need to show their allegiance. And it's not good for business for them to talk about it. And that's okay. Business is business. But it's it's something that we should understand that the message carriers exist and that authenticity is really, really important when we're trying to understand what is really going on in this hobby. We need to understand who is legit and who is real and who is just saying something because there's interest in something happening happening to them on the other side. It's just something to know. I think people also I'm noticing in this gimmick generation of collecting question mark are unhappy with all of the flood of parallels in the post-playing days of it all. So you've got not only parallels on top of parallels, but you have parallels of post-playing day cards in this stuff. What this does is it increases volume. It increases print run. There's more cases to break. There's more boxes. There's more whatever. That is a group of people, and that is going on. And then you have certain collectors, and a, a lot of collectors who are saying, you know what, I don't care about all this shit, whatever. This stuff doesn't interest me. I don't care about gimmicks. It, people people who are spending this sort of money on these gimmick cards are insane and they're easily fooled and just look at these cards go down. I mean, I was looking at the uh, premier auction on PWCC and like I did a scroll and you're not just seeing one Brady Expo card. You're not just seeing two. You're not just seeing three. I mean, they're, it's just over and over. And what are we going to see next month? This again. I mean, when does this stop? When, when does this stop? I don't know. When the cards go to zero, we'll see. But you've got collectors doubling down on their existing lanes and they're saying, you know what? All this shit doesn't matter. I'm going to keep collecting my cards that make me happy. And I don't really need new stuff coming out because I'm there's plenty of stuff in the players and sets that I collect to keep me interested for a long time. What this gimmick generation has bred in the way it's structured and the way it's marketed is, is we are officially in the gambling era of the hobby. So you've got the gimmick generation in the gambling era. So when does this bubble burst or when does this well run out? I think the mainstream hobby is attaching itself to the gambling era. And it has, it is not something new. It is something we have seen. And it has, was on full display when we're all stuck in our homes, enjoying, watching, participating in breaks. The advertising of this has reached another level. You can just, looking at sports betting, gambling, like literally everywhere you look, it's in arenas, it's it's on TV, it's it's integrated in all the podcasts we listen to. It's freaking everywhere. It's because it's where all the money is. It's where people are pumping money all the time. And so it makes sense to from the powers that be because it's the market so big and because there's so many people, it makes sense to attach your strategy to the gambling era because it's where the money is. Now, I'll say this, the way I see it now, and I'm drawing these parallels, and I could, you know, this could be extreme, but maybe it's not. But when I see how prolific the gambling era advertising is, it really reminds me of the advertising of cigarettes when I was growing up. And man, Joe Camel, dude, no one was a cooler camel than Joe Camel back in the day, ripping cigs, hanging out in Lamborghinis with his little camel friends. And 
Joe King, he was everywhere, man. He was in Sports Illustrated, GQ. He was everywhere in ever advertising, just ripping cigarettes and telling you what, look how freaking cool I am. It is, we see the gambling era and now the attachment of cards to the gambling era. We see it everywhere. Literally every podcast I listen to, they're talking about gambling. And I'm, I'm not here to put down gambling. As a matter of fact, I like to participate in gambling. I'll place a bet or two. But I think everything is good in moderation. I think the problem is, is that there's a lack of education on when to stop. The top of the funnel of our hobby right now isn't about collecting. It's about cashing in. And my hope is that there is mindfulness around the negative impact of what cashing in or attempting to cash in can do for you because it's not there's not going to be a next generation of collectors when we continue to pump out this message that's when hobby that's why hobby shops really really matter and that's why content really really matters and we need to promote the collector now i'm not naive to understand the business implications and what's going on of it all like people have to make money. There's a way to make money quicker than there's not a way to make money quicker. But what I will say is that if we want to consider the health and the longevity of this hobby that we love, education becomes an important factor. And a disregard for education will likely get us somewhere where we don't want to be. But you know what? A lot of us are just back here just collecting our damn cards. So that's what we're doing. And what we're doing is telling the stories of those cards and collectors on this damn program. Did you get a chance to check out that NT episode with Jameson at Exquisite Sports Collectibles? I always enjoy talking with Jameson about cards. Um, it was fun to get some insight on his store, Port City Sports Collectibles, and just getting that going. But what was most intriguing to me about the conversation was this, uh, the intersection between exquisite and NT and talking about the patches, the prominence, and the position of those. Undeniable that the Steph Curry in his PC that we talked about is a significant card of this ultra-modern era. But when we take a step back, what we see from exquisite is very significant. And you know what? It hasn't been because I disregarded it, but we will be doing a episode on Exquisite uh, here at some point soon. It is on my mind, especially after that. We're unlocking a new character on the program this week. We are bringing on Christopher at Borderland Cards. We're going to talk about player collecting, building the best collection of those specific players and how to do that. I want to shout out the collector spotlight of this week. I want to shout out a new member from our group, our Patreon group, which is Cold Lunch Cards. Shout out to Caitlin, who is an Anthony Bourdain super collector and a Packers fan. Enjoying her page, enjoying interacting with her and what learning about what she collects through the group. A lot of really fun people. It's been, I've really enjoyed the connection and bringing people together around sports cards because that's why we're here so one of the big things that as i push forward with the group that is front and center is the auctions and their data and how that has been the driver of a lot of my content and 
I'm planning to expand this main feed here. We're ambitious. We're trying to grow. I'm going to expand this main feed, and that's shows that come out regularly. We're doing Wednesday, Friday. We've been doing Wednesday, Friday for four damn years. What happens if we add a day? What happens if we add a couple days? More to come on that. There's a little teaser. But what I've been very curious on is digging into data and digging into the auction data. And I had a conversation with uh, Josh Johnson, exclusive conversation that we dropped on for the Patreon group about this topic at the rate at which cards go for sale. and. I think when I look, I spent way too much time this weekend creating an episode and putting it in the group. But what it caused me to reflect on is the roller coaster ride that we get on when we think about cards like the first edition Hollow Charizard PSA 10. That card was a million dollar card, allegedly in the hype period or people are trying to get it to it. It's a pop 124. And so I, if you look at the data and when one of those sells, then another one comes around and it goes down and then it goes up and then it goes down. And so that's just not exclusive to that card. That's exclusive to all of these cards that have higher print run that are considered the high, most collectible cards in this market. So I I'm very obsessed. I'm obsessing over this topic. And there are cards that I have found in some recent auctions that I talk about in the group. And one of them is uh, this Ichiro gold out of 99 Bowman that BGS 95 that is up for auction right now in the PWCC premiere. And that card is interesting to me because. Ichiro is an iconic player, and that card has sold once, and that sale was, I believe, in 2018, and this is public sale. So what do you think happened six years later when this card is seen for the first time, and not only seen for the first time, but seen in its highest grade? Chances are that card is going to probably perform really well. I think factors like grade and scarcity certainly matter, and I consider those when I'm buying cards, but also what's important that not a lot of people are talking about is how often those cards get sold. I have been digging into active players and the joys around collecting. And I've started a new player PC and I have not caught any of these cards in the mail yet. So I'm not going to talk about it, but you'll see the post on my feed at stacking slabs across all those social channels. But I have really enjoyed connecting with active players and expressing my fandom that way. And a lot of the times with some of these players that I'm collecting, this one specifically, the hobby says, don't collect this player. Don't collect. There's no value. Well, you know what? I don't care. I don't care what the hobby says or what the mainstream says. I'm doing this for myself and I want to do it because this makes me happy. And in that moment, not everything needs to be tied to long-term value and Cards going up and to the right. Sometimes you just want to collect because it makes you feel good. So more to come on that. I want to close this out by just saying over the last two weeks, I have really, really been enjoying my time in the hobby and enjoying doubling down on communicating with like-minded people in the hobby. I When I created a space and created this group, I didn't think that 
it was going to happen this quickly. But when you get together with a diverse group, but everyone's central focus is around collecting, really cool things happen. And I think we are moving into this era of social media and content where it's not just about quantity, it's about quality. There's so many different interests. So let's connect and align with people with similar interests. Let's share stories. Let's get into group chats. Let's get into community. Let's create friendships in the hobby because this is what we're all about. This is an escape. Time away from other priorities. It can be a really, really good thing. I love this hobby. I love building in this hobby. I love collecting in this hobby. I love creating in this hobby. And I know you all do too. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Stack and Slaps podcast. If you want more of this content, check out the link in the Patreon group and make sure you sign up for the weekly rip. The newsletter is going out every Sunday. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back soon with more Stacking Slabs. <laughs>